You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. A centurion was a soldier, uh, specifically an officer in the Roman army that was over at least a hundred men. The text is not about what he did in reference to being an officer in, in the Roman army. The text is about his love for one of his servants and for the Jews. That's, that's how the text starts. It starts out talking about how he had a servant that was sick and ready or about to die. And he loved the servant to the point to where he, he didn't want his demise to take place. Now keep in mind, he was a Roman. And so it would have been easy for him to, to call on some of the doctors who were good at helping or healing folk, at least certain things. It would have been easy for him to look at the person and say, well, you are a servant, so servants come and servants go. So if you die, just get somebody to replace you. But he loved this particular servant. He cared greatly for, for him based upon the text. He, he was like some of us, that there are people that we love, but there are certain folks that we just show enough care for. Don't even act like that. You know it's certain ones that you just, this is my buddy right here. You don't call everybody your buddy. At least I hope you don't. There are certain people that are special to you. And that's how he was. And amazingly to a, a servant. He really cared about his servant. And so instead of him calling on doctors, he had heard about Jesus. And you know what hearing about Jesus does it it causes your faith to get stirred it causes you to start thinking a certain way believing a certain way that is when you 
sincerely listen to the word. Who ask somebody real quick, does the word cause you to feel a certain way? Woo, to think a certain way. Talk a certain way. Even act a certain way. By line, the word should move you. If, if you're to the point to where the word no longer moves you, you have become dead to what gives life. The word gives us life. Jesus so understood it to where he said point blank to the devil uh, in the book of uh, Luke, the fourth chapter. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word of God. Every word. Every word that proceeds or comes directly or indirectly from the mouth of God. Jesus knew that it was the word that gives life. And amazingly, the centurion believed that. He believed that Jesus, and Jesus is the word, right? John 1 and 1 and following. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. John 1 and 14, and the word of Jesus became flesh. So Jesus is the word. When he heard about Jesus, he believed that Jesus had the power to give his dying servant life. Jesus had the power to make him healthy. That was his belief. And we, we learn reading the text that the centurion did not want to go to Jesus and talk to him about his servant because he didn't feel worthy. He did not feel worthy. And so he pleaded with the elders of the Jews to go and talk to Jesus and plead with him to come and to heal his dying servant. And so they went to him and, and, and so they began to plead with Jesus to the point to where they, they even started sharing things with Jesus in reference to the centurion. He's deserving of what he's asking you to come and do. And, and, and they said something that um, in one sense was, was amazing because they said that a Roman loved their nation. He's deserving because he loves Jews. He ain't prejudiced. He loves Jews. Already an attribute of a Christian. Woo, you know as a Christian, you, you, you ain't supposed to be racist. 
I said, as a Christian, you're not supposed to be racist. No way you can be Christ-like and be racist. You may not like what white people do. You may not like what black people do. You may not like what Chinese people do. I can go on and on and on. But you can't hate a person just because that person's skin is not the same as yours. If that's you, you are racist. Now, if you don't like what a black person does, you don't like what a white person does, that means you you person. You just a person. Because I don't like what I do sometimes. I threw one on you. Do you like everything you do? Oh, no. There are some things you, you, done, you done did and then you start hitting you. Oh, God, I messed. But they say he loves our nation. And then he proved his love because notice they went on to tell him he built us a church. Of course, in the text, he calls it a son-in-law. He built it for us. Get, get this. He built a place for them that the Jews didn't like other races coming to. But he built it anyway. I'm going to build y'all something that y'all really don't like the Romans to attend. But I'm going to build it for you because I love Y'all, I'm gonna help you even though I know you don't really like me because I love you. You gotta love your enemies, according to Jesus. Folk who hate you talk about you, you gotta be kind to them. The very person that puts you down, you see them side the road with a flat tire and they don't know how to change, but you do what you gotta do Christian you gotta stop get out your car and help that person that's been talking about you anybody can love somebody that they buddies with But you have to love somebody that is hard to get along with. Don't act like that. You know folk that is hard to get along with. Some of them are some kin to you. Ask your neighbor, you got any kin folk? It don't matter if you see them or not. See, don't, don't you lie in church now. It couldn't so and so. I don't care if she come or not. I didn't invite. <laughs> when you cry, it's like you got to love folk. And you got to show folk that you love them. That's what Jesus said. 
wanted his disciples to know it. And, and, and you know how it is sometimes when you're around folk a lot. You know, you, you, you like them, but then they'll sometimes they just get on your nerve. <laughs> and, and, and some people will let folks know publicly that, yeah, we go to the same church, but I really don't care for her. But, but Jesus said, all folk going to know that you are my disciple. Why? Because they're going to see that y'all have love toward each other. As mad as your preacher makes you sometimes, you got to love it. When he send that word to step on your toes, you get up so upset, you be like, he talking about me. And you might be right in a sense. You, you know how that word is. But you still got to love your That person who tells you right when you don't want to hear right. <laughs> and they getting on your nerve because they're telling you the right thing. You got to love that person. The greatest love should be amongst saints who attend the same church. Despite our differences. Despite certain things we may not like about each other. You stay around anybody long enough, you're going to find out something you don't like about the person. Lord, I hate to say this. That's even your own mama. I'm glad so Sarah in heaven now. I didn't like everything about my mama. Oh, I'm glad Brother Marvin in heaven right now, but I didn't like everything about Brother Marvin. If I hang around you two or three days, I'll probably find out some things I don't like about you either. I don't believe there's one man in here that like everything about his wife. Certain things you don't like about your wife, you won't even tell her, but you don't like it. Ooh, certain things you don't like about your best friend. Even though you may have never uttered it out of your mouth. Lastly, there are things you don't like about Jesus. Things you don't like about God. And if you had the opportunity to change something in his word, you would. I know I would. If the Lord said, Walker, do you want to change anything about my word? Yeah, Lord, it's just one thing that I can change. That's all of us. Bottom line, you have to love folk despite differences. Despite disagreements. You think the servant that the centurion was, was trying to help loved everything about his master? Absolutely not. 
No doubt. Why? Because we're human. We're human. But we have to look beyond differences and love a person the way God said to love a person. I'm I'm trying to to get you to really receive this because because understand when when it comes to to true faith, true faith going to operate because of love. See, because biblically love equates obedience. Jesus said to his disciples, if you love me, you will keep my commandment. You will obey me. You will do exactly what I tell you. Despite not agreeing with all of it. Despite having your own opinion about it. And and so here we have a centurion that loved folk that had a problem with his race. Attending their church. But he went so far as to build them a synagogue. He built it. And and so the Jews who were elders, leaders in the community, went to Jesus and said, he deserving. He loved our nation. We know this man loved us. And when you really love somebody, you'll know it. And they will know it. And you know folk can know you love them but still don't like you. Woo! I say folk can know you love them but still don't like you. I know pastor telling me the truth but I just, I still don't. I better go on but I know somebody know what I'm talking about. If you do just know somebody, I know what you're talking about. And so, they pleaded with him. And and so finally, Jesus said, okay, I'll go. I'll go. And so, it was settled at that moment when he decided to go that the servant was not going to die. Because Jesus has the power of, of life and death oh y'all don't know John 14 and 6 when Jesus had to straighten his disciples said I am who the way the truth what else life that means he had the power to give life or to take it away he had that power and we got to understand that the word being Jesus When we speak it, it has the power to give life or to take it away. Solomon so understood it even before Jesus the man was born to where he penned in Proverbs 18 and 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. You can speak something that will change Certain situations, 
cause it to get better or worse. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. You can say she's well and in the process of time it'll manifest but you can say it and doubt and in the process of time she dies. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And he who loves or uses it, get this, shall eat its fruit. Whatever you receive or whatever you speak and believe, it will manifest except God has other plans. That's the, only, that's the only way it can be changed if God has other plans for it. Why? Because he's the author and the finisher of what? Our faith. So if he has other plans, that's the only thing that can stop it. And because of who he is, if we speak it and it does not happen, God would tell us why. You understand what I'm saying? And so Jesus again decided I'll go and heal his servant that's about to die. And so he was on his way and he got close to the house. And, and while he was on his way and getting closer to the house, the centurion kept pondering over the situation. Kept thinking about everything that was going on. And remember, he had sent the elders to plead with Jesus to come. And he had his reasoning because I, I'm, I'm not worthy to even go to it. And, and so he thought about it. And he said, you know what? Not only am I not worthy to go and talk to him about my servant. I'm not even worthy enough for him to come under my roof. The man had true humility. True humility. He was to the point to where even though he had authority, he recognized that, that when it came to his relationship with Jesus, he was not in the place that he, he needed to be. And felt unworthy for Jesus to even come under his roof. And so he thought about it and he said, you know what? I'm a person that's under authority. And when I speak something to my soldiers, they carry it out. But it's also like that in my house when I tell my servants to do certain things. They likewise carry it out. 
Jesus as a person under authority. All he got to do is just, is just speak. That's all he got to do is just speak. Because I, I just, I don't feel right about him coming under my roof. I'm, I'm not, I'm not worthy. So in, instead of him getting more Jews to go to Jesus, the text says he decides to send friends. Does not identify if the friends are Romans, Jews, or otherwise. Just, just friends. And, and so he explained to the friends why he wanted them to go. And wanted them to make sure that they told Jesus the reason that they were clear about it. And so the friends went to Jesus. And so the friends, when they got to Jesus, they said, look, we know you're close to the house. But he said, he's not worthy for you to even come. Under his roof. Matter of fact, he wanted you to know that the reason he sent the Jews in, in the first place, he didn't even feel worthy to come to you. And so, what he wants you to do is to just speak the word. And that's what they told him. Now, now Jesus has to, has to reflect on what was said. And it points out as he reflected upon what was said by the centurion. He reflects on it in, in a manner that's point blank spiritual of God. I'm going to tell you why I say that. Because Jesus could have did like some folks do. When folks say certain things, they, 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 they'll start analyzing it and putting their own opinion with it. He didn't do that. Because he could have easily have, have said, this man can't make up his mind. One minute he want me to come. And now he, got, now he got the nerve to send these some more folk. And they come and say, don't come. Seems like to me this man is indecisive. Seems like this man playing with me. And you consider that. Because sometimes if you put your opinion with it or your flesh with it, you can take something sincere and twist that thing. He could have easily said he indecisive. He done sent folks saying he want me to come. They done came all this way for him. And now he done sent some more folks. Talking about don't come. What's wrong with this man? 
Because if, if some of us would have had somebody say, say something, but then change their mind, that would have been an open door for us to talk about. Yeah, because when people do such, the first thing we do is, is get in the flesh. Or consider what was happening based upon our way of thinking. This is very important. See, when certain things happen, before you start putting your opinion in it, or you start judging it based upon what you feel or what you think. Be like Jesus. Allow the Holy Spirit to talk to you. Don't just because if he would have, if he would have said, this man is indecisive, look at the text. He had grounds for that. The man changed his mind twice. Then we can't stop at Jesus. The Jews that went pleading and, and told Jesus this, that, and other, they could say, I can't believe he done sent some more folk. And we done, we done came all this way pleading with the man to come, the man coming. And now he's talking about don't come. Now, I love him. I know he built the, the church for us. He done helped us. But I can't believe he done sent us this I'm going to tell you something. You, you, you have to be careful because there will be times to where you can put in your little two cents. Put your opinion on the table. And get, and get this. And you can be justified by saying or doing what you're doing Based upon the situation. Could the Jews have, have said that? Yeah. And been right? Yeah. Based upon the situation. But even the Jews were spiritual. They, they didn't look at it as, as the man being indecisive. And, and the man being wrong. Sending them and then turning around and sending somebody else. They didn't look at that as being wrong. But sometimes we look at things just through our eyes. And see, that's one reason Jesus said we have to be led by the Holy Spirit. Moreover, because of all he went through with, with the disciples, he told the disciples, he, he said, it's very important that I go. So the comforter can come. And I'm going to tell you why. So he can guide you into all truth. Say to your neighbor the implication. If we try to guide ourselves, we'll mess ourselves up. Woo, I just stepped on a toe right there and say to somebody else, if we try to guide ourselves. got to be led by the Holy Spirit because there are going to be situations can we, where you can justify what you're doing 
But your justification just based upon the situation can be right. But it won't be God. I said it can be right. But it won't be God. Paul so understood it. He he told the churches. He said as many. As are led by the spirit of God. These are the sons of God. These are the ones that have the mind of Christ. These are the ones that are not looking at the situation. Or walking by sight. But they're walking by faith. I can't tell you how many times I, I, I have misjudged a person just because I look at the situation. How many times I, I have said the wrong thing just because I looked at the situation. Say your neighbor, you can't look at the situation. Excuse me for my countryness, but you can't look at the situation. You got to be led by God. When your sister or your brother tries to tell you something, don't look at it or receive it in the flesh. Be led by God. Because even though based upon a situation, what you say or think could be right is not God. And remember, there are certain things that in the law are right. But it's not God. You can legally, if, if, if you're a certain age, go get you some liquor. Get drunk in your house. And guess what? You have a right to do that. Legally. But biblically, it's sin. So certain things that, that, that you can look at, you can justify and say, it would be right for me to do it, but it ain't God. Just like when somebody tells you based upon your credit that you can't get this, that, and the other. You can say, well, what you show at me, that's right, but God. But God. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. What, what you showed me, I, I, I agree completely with what you got on paper. That, that, that's right. But God said he was going to do it. And he said he was going to do it. And he knew how jacked up my credit was before you. Ain't that something? God knowing you got jacked up credit. He don't have, he don't have to send in for no credit report. He omniscient. He already knows everything. He already knew your credit was jacked up. But he made you the promise despite that. Why? Because he is God. He knows all and get this. He's able to do anything save fail. Oh, you better preach that to somebody. Tell him he can do anything. Save fail. Help me say it. There is no failure. In God. Why did the centurion change his mind twice? 
Because that word will deal with you. That word will deal with you. And, and, and the centurion what was so amazing. He, he was just like Jesus. Jesus would take natural situations that people understood. The Bible calls them parables. And he would use natural illustrations and compare it to faith of the things of God. And here the centurion, he looked at what he did naturally and compared it to the authority of the word. And that's how. He told, he, he told his friend, he said, he, he said tell Jesus, say, all, all he got to do is speak the word. Tell him, tell him this is the reason I know he can speak the word and, and, and everything. Will be all right. Tell him I'm a man. that, And no, notice his humility, who is under authority. He was letting Jesus know he under, he under somebody. The reason he's over what he's over is because somebody appointed him to be over. I, I love that because he didn't have the big head. You, you know, some, some folk can get a little position. Did I ever tell y'all, I ain't going to talk about it, but did I ever tell y'all about this, this guy who was uh, a supervisor over us, and he made like a dime more. I am the, I, bro, you make a dime <laughs> You make a, it ain't but three of us. You make a time more than us, and you're gonna brag about being the supervisor. Come on now. You make out the schedule, and you're gonna brag about that. Some folk let a little authority. Some of y'all laughing because you know folk like that. Some of you are not laughing because you. But he wanted him to know. I understand authority. And see, when it, when it comes to the church, we got to learn to understand authority. I mean, he broke that thing down. He, he said, look, I tell a soldier to go do this and to go do that. And they do exactly what I tell them to do. And then he went from talking about the soldiers to his house. And he said, then I tell a servant to do this. And a servant does it. He talked about being under authority. But he also talked about delegating authority. He understood it. He understood that it was somebody that had a right to tell him what to do. But because that same person had given him authority that he had a right to tell folk under him what to do. See, we got to understand the authority of the church that, that, that Paul revealed in 1 Corinthians 11 and 1. He said, imitate me. How? As I imitate Christ. Let them know what the authority was. When Christ give me something, I'm going to turn around and give it to you. 
When Christ tell me it's better, I'm going to tell you it's better. Quit thinking it's Walker and not Christ. Quit thinking it's It all points back to Christ. And see, the Roman, under, the Roman understood that, that look, if, if you just say the word, get this, he not only knew by speaking the word to his servant that things would be carried out, he also understood the power of the word. That if he just said, he wasn't going to follow his servant. He was just going to say it and knew it was going to be carried out. And he knew if Jesus just said, he didn't even got to say it to a person. Because he God in flesh. If he just say that it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Now notice, he had to be spiritual because... He took a natural example. Naturally, I can say it to a servant. And a servant will carry out what I say. But because he is God in flesh, he can just say the word and it will be carried out. Oh, y'all don't believe that. Y'all don't believe that. That's Bible. Let me show you something real quick. Let's go to Isaiah. Real quick. I'm finna close it, but, but I got to show you this. Y'all all right? Look at what Isaiah revealed. Surely the Lord God will do nothing unless he reveal his secrets unto who? Servants, the prophets, right? Notice Isaiah 55 and 11. Isaiah was a, a prophet. He simply said on God's behalf in Isaiah 55 and 11, and notice, so shall my word be that goes from my mouth. Now he's speaking on behalf of God. It shall not return to me how? Or empty or without accomplishing what it was sent to do. He goes on to, to say, but it shall accomplish what I please. And it shall prosper in the thing for which I what? Sent it. Notice what God's word is going to do. It's going to accomplish and it's going to prosper. I said, notice what God's word going to do according to the text. It's going to accomplish and it's going to what? Prosper. It's going to fulfill the mission. And the end of the mission is going to be prosperity. I said, the end of the mission is going to be what? That's based upon Isaiah 55 and what? And see, this is what the centurion reckoned. If he just send the word, it'll accomplish what needs to be accomplished. That's all he got to do. See, see, it needs to be to the point to where you as a child of God, before you get here on Sunday, I'm going to church today and pastor going to, that God going to do this for me. I'm going to church. I've been praying about this thing. And, and, and when I go to church, God going to speak it. He may use the praise team. He may use the MC. He may even use the person in prayer. Lastly, he may use pastor. But I'm going to get my word today. The centurion's bottom line was, tell him if he just speak the word, 
unquenchable things are going to happen in my house. Tell him if he just speak the word, the miraculous is going to take place. I'm going to see what few eyes see. Few ears have heard if he just speak the word. I'm here. All he got to do is speak it. And my servant going to be well. Can you imagine folk coming in church on Sunday morning? See, I, I, I'm coming in here hurting. But when I hear that word, I'm going to leave better. I'm going to leave well. They, they ain't coming to church to get a hand laid on them. Why? Because they, they ain't operating in regular faith. Say to your neighbor, as you hear the word, your faith should go from mediocre, mediocre or small to great. What you had a hard problem believing at the first of the year shouldn't be a problem right now. Now, if you still down or, or looking at yourself, getting what you desire, you ain't grown in your faith. You're a fake faith walker. But if you've been getting that word and looking at, look, I'm going to step out on faith. I ain't got the money. I ain't got this, that, and the other. Simply because I know that's what God is telling me to do. And you stepping out on faith. You got some great faith. You ain't no longer operating in no mediocre faith. If you still don't believe unless a hand is laid on you. And you've been in the church 15 years. Your faith may not be mediocre, but it ain't great either. You should have a stronger belief by now. If the only way you see that you can get better is for the pastor to come, lay hands on you. You may not have mediocre faith. But you don't have great faith either. I'm finna step on some toes now. You can get mad at me about this because I know I'm, a, I know I'm in the word. If you still trust in your doctor more so than your God. You don't have great faith. If you still trust in your job to get you the car more so than your God, you don't have great faith. You ain't realize you, you can get the car based upon making $50 an hour, but then they could fire you next Friday. You better be careful who you put your faith in. When God tells you to step, you better step. When God tells you to move out, you better move out. You better quit walking by what you see, brother, and start walking 
by faith. Tell him to speak the word only. And it'll happen. Tell him to say it only. And it'll come into being. They saying I'll never walk. The way I used to walk. But God can heal me completely. They say I'll never be able to do this, that, or the other. But if God just give me a confirmation that he going to do what eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, I know everything going to be waiting. God can do anything save faith. If he can make a man from the dust of the earth, why can't he heal your body? Why can't he repair what has been torn? Say to your neighbor, you got to have great faith. Or you got to be moving toward great faith. Tell him to say the word only and it'll happen. Or let the Holy Ghost bring to your remembrance your rhema and, and, and repent. Say, God, you spoke to me to go get it. I didn't go get it, but I repent, God. And now I turn. I'm going to walk in your. I'm going to walk in your word. Speak the word only and my servant will be here. Speak the word only and my debt will be counseled. Speak the word only and my situation will be completely changed for the best. Speak the word only and that mortgage that I've that they say I'm gonna have for 30 years will be settled in less than. Say to your neighbor, you got to believe in the spoken word. This is what get me as I close it. Jesus didn't focus and, and say the man was indecisive. He, he, did, he didn't hear the elders or the friends talking about, yeah, he, he indecisive. He couldn't make up it. He didn't hear none of that. He just seen them in agreement. The elders carried out their assignment because that's where his mindset was at the time. But his mindset didn't stay there. After he heard the word and pondered over the word, he changed for the better. And the Bible says, or the text says, Jesus marveled. He approved and respected the mindset, the words of the centurion and talked about his mindset, his words, his decision, 
and his illustration of how he respects authority as being one thing, faith. You respect an authority, that's faith. You sending them and, and believing that I can heal the servant, that's faith. You, you, you turning around and, and making another de decision, saying that you don't want me to come, just you want me to speak the word, that's more than faith. That's great faith because you believe in the spoken word. I long for folk that, that just come in the house. Come, come in the house ready for their rhema to, to come out of my mouth or to come out of the mouth of the MC, the praise team, or somebody else just ready to receive what they done been praying about all week. I'm, when I get to church, Brother Powell, he going to sing this particular song and I'm going to be here. Brother Joy going to do this, Gina May going to do and I'm going to be Lord, when they go across them keyboards and, and I start getting my dance on, the healing power of God going to touch me from my crown to the sole of my feet. And I'm going to be well. Everything happened to his servant because the man believed in the spoken word. The spoken word. But get this. He believed in a word. Get, and you don't, you don't always get this. He believed in people that spoke with authority. He believed in people that spoke with authority. And their lifestyle was one of authority. Can I break it down? They thought like they believed in authority. Talked like they believed in authority. And acted like they believed in authority. If you believe that God has spoken to you to step out and get a particular thing. But then when you go to the car lot and they turn you down. You don't, you don't, you're not speaking and believing with authority. But if you go there, they turn you down, you, you, and you can just flat-footed say, well, if you don't want to receive or give me what God done said, it's somewhere else God will have me to go. But I ain't going to quit. Because I know God done spoke is mine and I ain't going to stop until I get in it. I ain't going to stop until I crank it up. I ain't going to stop until I'm standing by and get my picture Taken in front of it. I ain't going to stop until God do what I know he promised. Oh, I better stop right there. Let's give the Lord a hand to praise. God.